0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: This is an AMI podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Yes, we are just about ready for puck drop here in this game between Team Gold and Team Red as you're tuned into to the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament presented in part by AMI Accessible Media Inc., my name's Nico Carterelli. Mike Ross joins me doing colour commentary, and we've got a great technical crew behind the scenes making sure that we get the broadcast out to all you fine folks who are tuning in from coast to coast to coast. And if you are watching, let us know who you're or where you're tuning in from and who you're cheering on, and we'll get to a few viewer shout-outs throughout the broadcast. You can tweet me, at brobehindthemike, and you can tweet Mike, at amirossi. Well, we're underway here in this game between Team Red and Team Gold. As Team Red scoop it up, it's Vianney Uwindizi who makes his return to the tournament here after taking last year off. He will certainly be a player to keep tabs on, number 16 for Team Red. When he was here two years ago, he was the leading scorer. He absolutely lit it up, and I'd expect lots of offense out of Uwindizi here this year. little Paisan? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no oh, not okay. a little Paisan. A little but little you know what, you he's, know he's got the heart of a Paisan, so <laughs> I'll give him that. <laughs> As Team scoop it up. Behind their own goal, it's Paul Schmold doing a nice job to skate away from some pressure. Martin Dufour, speaking of players to keep tabs on, you'll want to keep an eye on him. Number 94 for Team Yellow receives the pass here in the slot, tries to jam it towards the goal, and Aaron Prevost makes a good save. His first of this game, just a minute into action here as Team Yellow get a quality chance.
2: So these two teams getting uh, their first taste of action here in the tournament. And if you're just joining us, checking out members of Team Red or Team Gold, we welcome you aboard. Going to be here all through the weekend. Thank you for uh, listening on AMI-audio. You get details on the schedule and the broadcast details going to ami.ca slash blindhockey.
1: Rick Oriol corrals it here for Team Red, plays it back to the point. Dustin Butterfield under pressure does well to hold the line and keeps the play alive for Team Red. Team Gold tried to dig it out of the corner but James Ruddle digs it away for Team Red and now it's on the stick of Sean Heeslip for Team Gold slip feeds that one forward as Joe Fornacer comes up with it for Team Gold his centering pass picked off they still have a jamming away at it and the shot goes wide of the far side post Ruddle has it for Team Red brings it across centre ice as he's checked closely there by Heeslip. And Rudd will have to just dump the puck in and peel off for a line change. Simone Richard has it here for Team Red. Steps off the half wall, oh, lets the shot fly. That's blocked. Still in his skates and now skating away with it is Forney for Team Gold. Under pressure, he has his pocket pick there as Richard can't clear the zone. It's Jason Yuha trying to feed it in front for Team Gold. Yuha check closely there as Randy Banks defends him. Shot off the stick of Alex Angus McKechn, knocked down by a high stick, and they'll whistle it for a stoppage with 12.15 left in the first period of play.
2: That's a rather Scottish name there.
1: <laughs> Alex Angus McKechn. I, uh, I read into him at the hotel before heading over here, and. Immediately we caught up and he was telling me how he's been playing high school basketball. And the first thing I noticed about Alex is how much he's grown over the past year. I mean, he's always been a big boy, but he's got to be at least 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, now, he was telling me the basketball players he's been going up against, 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", he says, man, I thought I was tall, I thought I was <laughs> big, these kids are creaming me. But yeah, it was a great uh, season of high school basketball. He told me his team won their league, finished second overall in the division uh, in terms of the province and just had a really great season. And it's always been great to have him here at the Blind Hockey Tournament. Expect big things out of Alex Angus McKechn here this weekend for Team Gold, number 97. Uwendezi has the puck swept away from him. And bringing it across the line is Gobiel. Gobiel makes that pass over to Yuha. Yuha stick handles around a defenseman. center back in front and they score! Tapping it in there, Jan Gobial after some nice work from Jason Yuha, and the two connect to give Team Gold a 1-0 lead. Striking pretty early in this one.
2: Is that going to be advantageous? Is that going to give them uh, the confidence? Is that going to rock maybe Team Red a little bit, shake them a little bit?
1: Well, there's more veteran experience on Team Red when you go across the roster. I think that's fairly safe to say, but Team Gold jumping out to the 1-0 lead here. They'll have to defend now as Simone Richard brings it in for Team Red. Richard, of course, a member of the Canadian national goalball team, a representative of Canada at the Rio Summer Olympics. But here they lose possession, the puck coming all the way out to centre ice where Dustin Butterfield comes up with it for Team Red. Dylan Bradbury feeds that one ahead for James Ruddle. Nice back checking there as they cause a turnover. And here comes Marty Dufour for Team Yellow. He dumps it in. Ruddle pressuring him. And it'll be Norman Blay for Team Red. He gives that one away in front of his own goal. Goldmel scramble. Team Yellow can't get it towards the net. And finally, Richard comes up with it for Team Red. And check that that's still in Bradbury there for Team Red. Bradbury feeds it up to Richard. He's got it at the far side, hash marks. Richard under pressure as Paul Schmoll defends him. Rashard with it behind the net as he shields it from a couple of Team Yellow defenders. Shot, that one's blocked down. Ruddle has it at the hash marks, can't get a shot away, and it's cleared down the ice by Team Yellow. Well, Team Gold with a 1-0 lead right now over Team Red here as digging the puck away, Sean slip plays it into the far corner where Jason Yuah tries to center that one back out front for nass here, but that's broken up, and well, teams will battle for possession in front of the Team Red bench. Sean Heslip comes up with it for Team Gold. They bring it in just offside, and a whistle with 8.30 remaining here in the first period. Team Gold, goal Scored by number 88, Jan Koei. Assisted by number nine, so there's the goal announcement Gobe from Yuha It's a 1-0 lead for Team Gold As we have 8-10 remaining here In the first period of play Yuha Pays it down low to slip Off the wall Yuha has it behind the net Taken away from him by Joseph Del Grande Del Grande gets it to the line But not out into the near corner where butterfield comes up with it he rips it around the boards and that'll go the length of the ice and an and call against team red with 7:45 left in the first period still a feeling
2: out process between these two teams it really hasn't been much going at either end of the ice despite the one nothing score i think team red facing a little bit more pressure, a lot, a lot of puck possession here by Team Gold in that red zone. And a little bit of difficulty transitioning out of their zone and onto offense.
1: We'll see if they can clear the zone. That time they can. not Centered in front as Gobe, who's got the one goal, back across to the near side in that shot. Just goes wide to the post, as letting that one fly was Alex Angus McKechn. He uses the big body here, tries to cause the turnover, and he does well as they continue to dig away for it in the far corner. Alex Angus McEachan spins, lets the shot fly, it goes across the mouth of goal, but no one there to get a stick on it, and here comes Simone Richard for Team Red. Richard, he's got Uundizi with him. Let's see if those two can get some chemistry throughout the week, they're both... Very fleet of foot and they've both got a nose for the net. So there could be a powerful offensive duo there for Team Red and Uendizi and Richard. Nice work by Team Yellow's Jan Gobe as he gains the zone, but Uendizi takes it away from him. Vianney Uendizi. Trying to stand him up at the line there defensively was Wyatt Harvey and Harvey able to poke the puck away As it comes out to center ice. Battling for it. Team Red dump it in as Norman Blay tries to dig it out of the near corner. Back to the point. Butterfield. He lets the shot fly and he scores! Now there was no clean pass made so that goal will not count. Which is a shame for Team Red because Dustin Butterfield would have had his first career goal but Again, no clean pass, so this remains a 1-0 game. Tough break there for Team Red, but hey, that's just the way the (laughs) game goes. (laughs) Those are the rules. (laughs) That's
2: right. Everybody plays by them. And so the faceoff comes outside the zone now.
1: So no goal, no clean pass indicated, and... Team Red bring it back into the zone here with Rick Orield gaining possession off the draw. There's the indicator of the clean pass. So maybe Martin Paul can capitalize for Team Red. Puck over to the far side wall and Team Yellow or Team Gold bring it out here led by Jason Yuha. Juha, he's got to four with him. Centres in front to four, lets the shot fly. And Prevo gets the pad down to make that stop keeping this at a one nothing game.
2: Prevo did a nice job there, just waiting very patiently to be able to pick up the puck, go sliding from right to left, and it really shut the door on uh, what was a pretty nice feed from u So still a one nothing game here. Team Gold leading with 4.15 left in the first period.
1: I was just talking with Vince Ryan and uh, great to see him back up after that scary knock in his opening game. It was good to uh, catch him on the bench there, cheering his team on. A tough loss in that opening contest for Team Yellow, 3-2 in overtime. As Team Red trailing Team Gold here, 1-0. Team Gold hold it in at the line. There's the indicator of the clean pass. Over to the far side boards where Joe Fornasser can't come up with it. He's checked closely there by a couple players from Team Red. Back out to the top of the circle. That shot blocked. Over to the near side boards where it'll be Butterfield smacking at it but he can't clear the zone. Team Yellow keep it pinned in. As Paul Schmold has it taken away from him by Richard. Simone Richard chips it out across centre ice. And he gets it right back here, bringing it into the zone for Team Red. Simone Richard, he's got Joseph Del Grande heading to the net, tried to center it over to him, but that's broken up. And Team Yellow can't clear the zone on the initial attempt as Paul Schmold digs away for it. Now they get it out on the second effort with three minutes remaining here in the first period. They're doing a great job at collapsing and helping out the goaltender.
2: That puck was on the left side, goalie's right and all five <laughs> players for Team Gold were somewhere around that puck, so no chance for Team Red to do anything on that play.
1: and Uendizi can't gain the zone initially. Team Red have it. Rick Oriold makes the pass near side. They try feed it over to Scott Roberts, and now they successfully get it to him. Roberts. Tries to backhand that one back through the slot. It's broken up. DZ digs away. Shot right on and it trickles through the body of Ross. And and DZ ties this game up at one. That's one of the secrets of the game here. Once you get
2: that clean pass, the quicker you get that puck off your stick, the better you don't give the goaltender much of a chance to really locate that puck. And if you've got an open, uh, an open space on that net, you should be able to buried, especially when they're going top shelf with these wrist shots.
1: Well, Mario Ross maybe wishing he had that one back. It sneaks through him, and and Uendizi gives Team Red an equalizing goal here with a minute 48 remaining in the period. We're all squared up at one, and here comes Team Red once again. Rick Orield makes the drop pass intended for Uendizi. That's broken up by Alex Angus McKechn, and here comes Jason Uha for Team Yellow. Yuha takes it all the way into the corner, makes the draw pass there. As Alex Angus-McKechen received the pass and then they had a whistle with some traffic in front of the net. So we'll have a face-off with a minute 20 left here in the period. Well, I've been getting great tweets all day. I think we got to give a shout out to Kelly McDonald. He was here last year, and that's he's right. tweeting in, tuning in. And Kelly, thank you so much for tuning in and tweeting at us. We wish you were here again this year, and hey, hopefully you'll be back next year. Well, As we've got less than a minute remaining here in the first period of play, skipping out on buying the hot dogs. That's why he's not <laughs> here. We knew it was.
2: We said it was going to be Kelly's treat, and he welches oh, on it. That's how why. about that, eh? <laughs>
1: 40 seconds remaining here in the first period. Team Yellow try to dig the puck out of their own zone. They smack it out to center ice, and James Ruddle gets to it for Team Red. And check that. That was Randy Banks who tried to feed it up to Ruddle. It's now on the stick of Simone Richard. He goes cross ice to Dylan Bradbury. Bradbury gets it up to Ruddle across the blue line, but just as quickly, the team smack it back and forth. It's now behind the Team Yellow net with 15 seconds remaining here in the period. Team Gold skated out. Oh, nice smooth skating there as Gold gained it into the zone. There's gonna be a penalty on the play as Team Red touch it. The buzzer will sound, well, we've got one second left, so we'll wait. But it'll be a tripping call here against Team Red. Yep. As we wait to see who heads to the box. Team gold player
2: was just coming across the uh, the neutral zone, right b- right by the blue line, and it tripped up there by uh, number nine on uh, Team Red, uh, Martin Paul. I I honestly didn't think it was much of a, a yeah. real infraction. It was more situational than anything else. But the referee disagrees.
1: Well, that'll do it for the opening period here in this game between Team Gold and Team Red. After 15 minutes of play, it's all squared at one goal apiece, but Team Gold will have a 1 minute 59 second power play to start the second period. Well, we've got a special guest up here in the booth and a bit of a tough first game, but we're happy to have him up here in the booth joining us now. We want to welcome in from Team Yellow, Vince Ryan. Vince, how are you feeling, bud? Could be feeling better, but no, we're not bad, boys. We're not bad. A little bit of a
0: sore neck, but we're good. Tough game on that first one. So but what ha- What happened? Just basically, I was trying to make a power move to the net. Uh, went down with uh, one of the defensemen, and somebody skated by. as We were both falling, hitting me in the head by accident. Just twisted me out, knocked me out for a couple seconds, but I'm good. Feeling good, and up on my feet and good spirits, so I'm happy. Knocked you out, though, really? <laughs> I was sitting there for somebody was talking. Woke, I looked up, and I was just like... Where am I? Hey, I'm in Maple, <laughs> Maple Leaf Gardens. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in the gardens. Am I sleeping? <laughs> I was like, do I have
1: 2020 vision? Is this back to me normal? <laughs> like, what's happened here? What's happened here? Well, it was an interesting first game for you guys uh, a 3 2 overtime loss what uh what did you get out of that game while you were still in it there because team black I thought matched up pretty well with you guys you know
0: uh, it's definitely it's definitely a different uh, look at what it was last year in the different mm. format but the open format's a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, and it was gonna be a lot it was a lot closer than I thought it was gonna be and right. it was very very good very quick and uh, I think uh we' we're, we're gonna be blessed with a lot of fun hockey this weekend
2: it felt like it felt like you guys were really dominating that game and that's but made the, the way it ended on uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of I, a weak goal. You know that's
0: that, but that's you know that, some of the that tough. That, that's some of the beauty of sport is that we get to uh, you know sometimes dominate the whole thing and then just an unlucky bounce yeah. and that's just one of the beauties of sports. You know, I could say it, it hurts for us to be a team that lost, but at the same time for the other team, I've been on the other side of the puck too, where we got a chincy goal and it just feels great. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Vince Ryan up here in the booth with us as the second period of play underway. Simone Richard brings it all the way into the zone here for Team Red as Team Yellow still have a minute 30 of power play time. Vince, uh, an interesting first game. Your goaltender, Joey Cabral, he's a character, but he's a leader (laughs) as well. Talk a little bit about some of the intangibles off the ice that Joey has. Um, Joey
0: is probably one of the guys that you're going to love the most. Mm. You're probably going to love Joey more than anybody that you'll ever love in your life. I mean, he is an honest driving force, one of the funniest guys that there is out there. He's always got a smile. Every time you walk into the room, he's just the guy that keeps the room going ever so nicely. You know. Um, he's just honestly at the end of the day he is like I'll say it again one more time a great 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 guy
1: well he's a great guy and a great goaltender and maybe a future of goaltending Aaron Prevo makes a great save there for team red and we still remain tied at one here with 40 seconds remaining on the team gold power play
2: Prevo had to react quickly there because that shot from team gold was actually tipped by his defenseman uh, at the very last moment only a defense was only a couple of feet out of the crease so a good uh, timely save there by Prevo.
1: Now Vince, one of the things I want to ask you about it's its a great weekend of hockey uh, oh another great save there from the left pad of Prevo puck sitting there and Team Yellow get it, or Team Gold get it to the point they keep it in here that shot attempt block. Vince, you know there's a huge uh, announcement coming Sunday afternoon as another shot knocked down, held in at the point nice work by Team Gold to continue to hold this offensive zone pressure what i'm trying to get to here if they just stop being so good with these scoring chances (laughs) is the first ever canadian national blind hockey team is set to be announced sunday afternoon yes and i think you can probably speak to this i think there are a number of players really uh hoping to showcase their skills and and solidify themselves on that roster here this weekend definitely How, you know, how has the strategy, how has the approach to this weekend changed knowing that there's so much at stake? Well, you
0: can definitely see it within the first game. I mean, I don't know too many uh, blind hockey games that have finished 3-2.
1: Yes, in overtime. In
0: overtime. In overtime. I mean, we're used to, what, Mm -hmm. 6-6, 6-5, 4-7, 9-2. The guys are out there to play. A lot of guys are out there just to really prove the point that they're good enough to solidify a part of the team And to to be able to have that responsibility of, uh, you know, wearing the red and black for Canada.
1: This team gold center, that one in front, it goes off to the far corner, and Joseph Del Grande scoops it up for team red. You know, I know you guys are all friends off the ice, but on the ice are obviously fierce competitors. I guess Definite. what I'm what I'm getting at is has the trash talk started yet between Team Canada and Team USA? Because you guys are obviously very close with the Team oh, USA. I, players I as mean, well. listen,
0: I, I started it on the phone on Wednesday when we got <laughs> our teams going. I call, first person I called up was Craig Fitzpatrick, and after that it was Blake from San Diego. <laughs> yeah. I just call, started calling him Trump all day and things like that. <laughs> uh, I, I went at him for everything. And, uh, you know, it, the, I think the one of the greatest things about having this uh going on in October is that for once um we are really going to be able to. Um, a lot of us, I must say, sort of recap. A lot of us feel like we need to hold back a little bit because we play with these guys on our home team and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We don't want to injure anybody, and mm-hmm. we don't want to go too hard. But it'll be probably the first time that you'll get to see a bunch of these players, like Kelly Serbu and even Simon mm-hmm. Richard, who's out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get to see these guys unleash fully everything that they have within their capabilities. And to say that these guys are you know two of the best players in our game that we have and I mean There's several other ones. I don't want to just name those two But there's several other great players out there But it'll be fun to see them really be capable of not having to worry about anything and go digging in the corners and stuff like that.
2: I will tell you this right now, Vince. <laughs> All right, believe me. America is doing a ton of winning right now, and we are going to make oh American blind hockey great again. We're going to be winning. I will be taking on Justin Trudeau. He's coming down here, and... Uh, I can't wait to face him on the ice. We are going to
1: wipe oh the ice my. with
2: you guys. Believe me. That's, right. Believe me. Oh That's incredible. First we had Dennis Bay, now we had
1: Donald Trump. That incredible. is incredible. You are you are priceless.
0: <laughs> I, I will I will give you a, a week's salary to hear you do that at the ACC.
2: Uh, the goal like, by like Mitch it. Marner. Yeah, yeah. Mitch Marner got a goal. they are on a goal league goal all right believe Billy, me, me bigly Billy. so big they, we are scoring so many goals right now more goals than have ever been scored in a game of hockey ever believe me all right believe me
0: all right I will let you guys go before we uh, before we get, turn this whole broadcast into a comedy show because you know me if I get started on it this is going to a, a rated R show but thanks a lot for having thank me up you. here guys keep on right doing the bad. work guys doing all right. thank you so much Ciao, for joining us Vince
1: and uh, we wish you and Team Yellow, the best of luck all weekend here at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Team Gold right now uh, tied in this game with Team Red 1-1. And, well, they had a power play. It is now gone as we've got a slashing call here against John T. So John T will head to the box and that will do it for the Team Gold power play. So we'll get about a minute 30 of four on four hockey here with 8.45 remaining in the second period.
2: It's all just great to see that Vince is feeling better. He was down for a while there, we were concerned, but as he said, he's feeling better. And uh, I would think that by tomorrow, be able to shake off the cobwebs and be ready to go.
1: Yeah, I would think so. He's a, uh, he's a force on the ice. So he's a force off the ice as well. And we certainly hope to see him back on the ice tomorrow as Team Red bring that one in offside. So we'll get the face off just outside the Team Gold blue line. Well we mentioned that you can connect with us on Twitter at AMI Rossi or at Bro Behind the Mic. And I want to give a shout out to Mr. Jerry, who's tuning in from St. John, New Brunswick, and enjoying the action. Thank you so much for tweeting at us. And again, if you're tuned in, let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from, and we'll get to a few shout outs throughout the weekend. Team Gold, dump it in. It'll be Dustin Butterfield back there first for Team Red to retrieve it as they try to break out. They're held up there as Jan Gobel makes the play off the half wall. Tries to step around a couple of defenders, but Uundizi comes in and separates him from the puck. Centered in front. That one's knocked down by Richard. Uundizi... Under pressure does well to get it out. Red player coming out of the box, so it's a 40-second power play here for Team Red. Richard tried to pass that one cross ice. It's broken up and sent down the length of the ice where Martin Paul gets to it first for Team Red. Richard, under pressure, has it poked away from him. Played to the near side boards where Team Yellow dig it out and the backhander of Wyatt Harvey goes all the way cross ice and Harvey speeds off for a change. Wyatt Harvey, he's made a name for himself the last few tournaments, a native of Peterborough, Ontario, and a great player. They ask him to do a lot. He's a very versatile player. In years past, he's played centre ice. So far here, he's playing the blue line, but Team Gold will need him to take advantage of any opportunities he gets. As Wyatt Harvey has been known to score a couple of highlight real goals in his career. As that shot from the point beats Mario Ross and Team Red take a 2-1 lead thanks to that snipe from Randy Banks. Solid shot from Banks just inside the blue line.
2: That one just finding the spot. Nobody in the uh, in the lane there to block it at all, and uh, Mario Ross unable to pick that one up, and just like that, Team Red doubles the lead here, two to one, with just over five and a half minutes left here in the second period.
1: Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Mike. That Mario was unable to pick up that point shot, and those shots flying through the air from that distance are so tough for the goaltenders. But here comes Jason Yuha for Team Yellow trying to equalize. Yuha, centered in front. Nice defensive back check there by Martin Paul to break up that pass. Yuha still has it. Out to the top of the circles, held in at the line by Schmold. That's broken up and Team Red will smack it down as Martin Paul peels off for a change.
2: You know, on that play, if DeFore had just given a little bit of separation, Maybe open
1: himself up for a better pass. Maybe it'll happen here as Yuha feeds it back to Dufour, and it sneaks through the legs of Prevo. We're all tied up at two. He took your advice that time and it paid off for team Goal. All they did was switch sides on that one. <laughs> and, and in
2: this case, you had uh, a Yuha coming down the left side, drew the goalie over and uh, left it wide open there for Dufour to just pop it in. And uh, really didn't put a lot of force into that shot at all. Just really snuck it in behind uh, Prevo. And just like that, we're tied up at two goals apiece. 4.20 left here in the second period. And Team Red switching up their forwards. It's interesting with the number of players on each roster. Mm -hmm. We only got four defensemen. Yeah. So they're eating up a lot of minutes out there. And uh, not quite a full three lines at forward. So someone's always double shifting and getting a little bit of extra ice time as well.
1: It's a challenge for the players as we've got an icing call here against Team Gold. A challenge for the players from a fatigue standpoint, and yes, in terms of pacing themselves all weekend, but definitely a challenge for the coaches as well to try to find that line team chemistry World. with odd Gold. numbers That's in 17. such a short period of time. As we get the four. team red goal Bigs. announcement. So Ruddle draws one of the assists. Norman Blay the other. And Team Red have the puck here in the offensive zone. Uendizi receives the pass from Richard. Tries to shovel it towards the net. Ends up behind the goal where Richard has his feet taken out from him. And that's going to be a tripping penalty against Team Gold. Team Red head to the power play with 3.05 left here in the second period. Team Gold Goal, score by number 94, by number four. John T heading Euro. to the box here for Team Gold. As the face-off comes to the left of goaltender Mario Ross. A little bit less uh, disciplined game in yeah. our first one. I've seen
2: a pretty good stream of players going to the box for both teams. Mm-hmm. But our first
1: game, uh, nowhere near as many players being called. Juha drops that pass as he slipped, let the shot fly. But defensively, Martin Paul got a leg on that to block it. Yuha tries to walk off the wall with it, tries to jam it home, and it's in! Team Gold take the lead, 3-2, short-handed, as Jason Yuha continues to dig away, and it pays dividends with a goal. Team Red doesn't like the call. They think that that puck had come to a stop in the
2: blue paint, which under blind hockey rules should be called. The goaltender does not need to freeze the puck. If the puck becomes immobilized in the blue paint, it should be an automatic whistle. But Yuha showing no quit. Doesn't stop till the whistle goes. And he ends up getting a goal and putting Team Gold up now three to two. And shorthanded as you mentioned. A
1: big shorthanded goal there for Jason Yuha. He's wearing number 99 for Team Gold. And he's looking like the great one out there this afternoon as he's been a catalyst for offense for Team Gold. Nice back check there by Yuha strips Ruddle of the puck. Team Bla- uh, Red get it right back as Brian Mackey dumps it in. Alex Angus McKechn scoops it up for Team Gold. He shoots it up the ice. Butterfield under pressure as Wyatt Harvey all over him. Harvey loses his stick in the battle, but does well to tie the puck up into the corner. Looking like Mitch Marner there kicking it up with his skates, <laughs> playing a little soccer. <laughs> Team Red get it out to center ice as we're inside the final minute of this second period. Ruddle gets it at the blue line, chips it up to Bradbury who lost an edge and now it'll be Juha bringing it out for Team Gold. Juha, his pass intended for Goviel. Goviel tries to feather it back to Juha, but nice back check there by Martin Paul to break up that play. Richard T now out of the box, so we're back to five-a-side hockey here. Team Gold capitalizing there on that penalty kill with the shorthanded goal to give them a 3-2 lead. 20 seconds remaining here in the period. That puck under the stick of Alex Angus McKechn as Simone Richard digs away for Team Red. Talk about the discipline on that last shift. Norm Blay got
2: away with a hook, a clear hook. So Team Red really needs to sort of tighten it
1: up here coming up in the third period. Alex Angus, McEachan, draw pass to Gobio, and they score just as time expires. What a great two on one rush and Team Gold take a 4-2 lead with the buzzer sounding as finishing it off there for his second of the game is Jan Gobio.
2: Another one of those left to right plays draws the goaltender over and we've said it before, the quicker you get that puck off your stick, the better give the goaltender less of an opportunity to pick up where the puck's at. And with that, got a 4-2 team goal lead right now. You have a, we do have a broken stick down here in the far corner. Want to make sure that gets cleaned up here in the uh, intermission.
1: It was, uh, I think it was Alex Angus McKechn who ended up breaking his stick. And he did well to not focus on the broken stick. He dropped the stick, got in yeah. front of the net, and took a defensive position. And then when he got the chance to go by the bench, he did. So some good heads-up play there by Alex Angus McKechn. And then he connects there with Gobiel in the dying seconds to make it a 4-2 lead for Team Gold. Team Gold, the fourth goal. Scored by number 88, Jan We're getting you set here for the third period of play. As we've got one more game on top for today at 5.45 p.m., the Low Vision and Development Division game wraps up the day one action here at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. My name's Nico Cartarelli, joined up in the booth by Mike Ross. And our great technical crew behind the scenes uh, as we appreciate AMI being on board here once again this year.
2: We talked about my affiliation with the Maple Leafs, what I do with the Leafs, but Mm -hmm. it's important to note your involvement with the Canadian Women's Hockey League and a pretty strong season for the Thunder.
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, as we get a collision right in front of the net, net comes off its peg, so we'll reset here. It's it uh, honestly, Mike. It was a bit of a storybook season for that team, and I'm so proud of those girls. I can't help but smile when you say that 2018 Clarkson Cup champions. Honestly, it's been a long time coming for that team. Um, you know, they're they're one of two teams that I'm fortunate enough to work for and to have the the privilege of calling their games the past few seasons. This was my sixth CWHL season, and seeing that team come from what was essentially a last place team not all that long ago to a powerhouse that they are today. It's a pretty spectacular story and uh, definitely a fantastic year for those ladies. Their first year in Markham and man, did they ever capitalize on that new home. Well, what's
2: great is how, not only how the game has grown for Mm. women's hockey, but how the awareness, the fan awareness has grown. And we see it here with this tournament. I mean, I think back to the first year that I was here, you know there were there were people in the building, but last year there were so many more. We're expecting even more this year, mm-hmm. and we're seeing the same thing with the women's game. There's a true appreciation that it's good hockey
1: and oh. it's worth watching. Absolutely, as Simone Richard sweeps that one just wide to the far post. You know it was pretty incredible to see the Clarkson Cup this year at RICO Coliseum. The fan turnout was amazing. You know, the inclusion of the two teams from China this year, Kunlun Red Star and the Van Ki Rays, my personal feelings is that it was a tremendous move and a huge addition for the league. It only helps to grow the game. I have nothing negative to say about either of those organizations as Uundizi goes in offside. And the fact that Kunlun got to the championship game in their first year, it's, it's pretty remarkable what they were able to accomplish. And... You know, if I'm Hockey Canada, if I'm USA Hockey, I would be a little bit weary of those 2022 games because I'll tell you right now, Mike, China will be playing in that bronze medal game. They will be a contender at those Olympics. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll make it to the gold medal game. Maybe we'll have a a women's gold medal for the first time where it's not Canada-USA, but I'd certainly at least expect them to compete for a medal.
2: In the meantime we got to keep working, and and I know the efforts are there to get blind hockey into the Paralympic Games.
1: Well, and honestly, huge kudos to USA Hockey for getting involved, but Hockey Canada needs to step up and do a little more as well. We're going to have the first-ever Canadian national blind hockey team named here this weekend, and that's a great start, but we need some real official involvement from Hockey Canada to get the traction here, to get this into the Paralympics because... You know, you, you look at the Olympic experience in Pyeongchang and the ratings, and even the ratings from the Paralympics this year, people want to watch this kind of competition. And I guarantee you, if people come out and witness this, they'll, their first question will be, why isn't this in the Paralympics? And I know that
2: Hockey Canada has done a lot with para ice hockey. Yep. But USA hockey has really led the way when it comes to um, making hockey accessible and and inclusive you know within all of their their divisions within yep. the the under the umbrella of usa hockey and i think hockey canada uh can uh, can learn a thing or two from the leadership of usa hockey so far
1: yeah i think you said that really well it's you know i have the utmost respect for boor- both organizations but really when usa hockey puts their mind to something they want to get that goal accomplished. They they go full bore, and you're absolutely right. They should be applauded for all the work they've done behind the scenes to grow the game of hockey for everybody at any level of adaptability. As Team Red dig it away here, Simone Richard brings it across centre ice, and Team Red are going to need some offence here from Richard. They trail in this game 4-2 to with 10.45 remaining here in the third period. Gobe dumps it in for Team Gold. And first on it is Norman Blay for Team Red. Richard across center ice brings it into the zone. He's got Ruddle with him. He's got to make a clean pass before they can get a shot away as Richard stick handles it, shielding the puck away from Go Bay. Again, Mike, that defensive responsibility from Team Gold, all five skaters down below the hash marks as that shot from the point tipped into the near corner. 10.05 remaining in the third period. Team Gold dig the puck out across centre ice and inside the red zone where Norman Blay first on it here for Team Red. Blay ends up turning that one over. Dufour comes up with it, makes the pass to Juha. Yuha cuts right in, goes to the back end, and he puts it in, but they're going to say no clean pass, which Dufour and Yuha both go to the officials right away to protest. But they're gonna say it was not a clean pass so no goal there for team gold you know just to pick up on what we were just talking about about
2: you know inclusiveness and, uh, and accessibility in hockey you know the national hockey league has their you can play mm-hmm. uh, initiative and it was great to see the montreal canadians jump on board and have the ibu de montreal play uh during one of their intermissions yeah. it was nice to see it i know that uh, here in, uh, in Toronto last year, Terra Ice Hockey got uh, put on display during a Marlies game in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would be wonderful to see more uh, more opportunities to expose National Hockey League fans to blind hockey.
1: Absolutely. We've got a tripping call here against Team Red's Dustin Butterfield. So Team Gold will head to the power play. Yeah, Mike, it's a great point, And you're right, the... Montreal Canadiens deserve credit for allowing the Abu to put on that display game during the intermission of a Habs game. Of course, kudos to organizations like the Chicago Blackhawks and the Pittsburgh Penguins who have really put some resources behind their blind hockey programs. And you're absolutely right, Mike, whether it's a play-by-play announcer like Dennis Bayak being here in the building to witness this firsthand or whether it's organizations, full teams coming on board and supporting their local clubs. We absolutely need more growth and more support from the top level. Simone Richard brings it in, tries to make the pass to Indizi, but that's broken up. And Team, Yellow, or Team Gold can't clear the zone. Held in at the point, that shot. A bullet off the stick of Scott Roberts goes wide. And then a bit of a wrestling match behind the net there as a Team Gold and a Team Red player got tied up. It was Martin Paul from Team Red and from Team Gold, it was Joe Fornasser as Richard will dump the puck in and go off for a line change with 735 remaining here in the period and 105 remaining in the Team Gold power play.
2: Quick shout out to the Ruddle family. They're sitting in the stands and uh, have sent a tweet along here. At AMI Rossi is where you'll find me, and at Bro Behind the Mic is where you find Nico on Twitter. Uh, They say also helping the Ruddle and Joyce families. A shout-out from Conquest, Saskatchewan. So great to have uh, all of those folks on board here for the weekend.
1: Fantastic. Thank you, folks, for tweeting and tuning in. And we love viewer representation from coast to coast to coast. So keep them coming. Let us know who you're cheering on and where you're watching from. As Team Gold bring the puck in. There's a shot off the stick of Schmold. Still sitting there for you. he puts it off the crossbar. And Team Red, desperate to clear the pressure. Well, the net comes off its, oh no, the net's on. I'm not sure what the whistle is for. We'll, uh, they'll whistle it down with 6.30 left here in the third.
2: Great reaction there by uh, Scott Roberts for Team Red. Puck came off the crossbar and basically just sat there in front of an open cage. And uh, Roberts was able to clear it out, get it out of the danger zone there. So uh, Team Yellow, or Team Gold rather, unable to uh, add to their 4-2 lead here with just over six minutes to go in the third period. Pretty strong offensive uh, game here. Uh, But as we've said before, defense is such a big part of being able to have that offense. And uh, Team Gold does a great job at uh, helping out their goaltender and getting the puck out of the zone. So they've spent a lot of time on offense here today
1: on that shot off the stick of team goals Joe Fornasser goes off the side of the goal and now team red will try respond as Rick Oriol brings it up his pass intended for Ruddle that's picked off gold cleared to center ice where Randy Banks who's got one of the two goals here for team red dumps it back in but on the delayed offside they'll whistle it down for a stoppage with under five and a half minutes remaining in the third
2: now that one just touched Ruddle just inside the zone he wasn't yeah. able to get out in time And so uh, 5.15 left here in the third period. Two-goal lead for Team Gold. Mario Ross doing a pretty decent job, but not facing that much pressure because of the five players in front of him.
1: Yeah, he's got great defensive support in front of him, as you've alluded to, and it's been pretty evident the way they collapsed defensively for their goaltenders. That shot off the stick of Gobe. He's already got two in this game. It just went wide of the far post. Team Gold try to hold the zone. They do. They get the puck over to Gobe. Gobe fans on the first shot attempt. And Team Red, Norman Blake, can't clear it out. Here's what's interesting right now in watching Team
2: Gold they're really interested in defending the lead right now. They're playing yes. with two defensemen back right now. They've yep. played with one back at many times. So they're playing in the offensive zone, shorthanded, comfortable sitting on that 4 2 lead with just over four
1: minutes to go. Well, Team Red will try to chip into that 4 2 lead as Simone Richard and Joseph Del Grande dig away for the puck. Del Grande tries to sweep it in front, but that's knocked down. Good defensive work there by Hugh Ledoux. Simone Richard. Has his pocket picked. Gobe can't clear it off the boards. Digging away for it. Gobe smacks at it but stays in as Richard holds the line. Rashard does well a second time. And now here goes Gobe for Team Gold. Gobe's got Alex Angus McKechn with him. Alex Angus McKechn was going for the top corner and just put it over top the net. Alex Angus McKechin, second chance, his backhander goes over top as Team Gold digging away here as Jason Uha comes out of the corner with it. Uha back to the point. Hugh LeDuc lets the shot fly. Nice defensive work by Del Grande to get a stick on that shot. And now Joseph Del Grande takes possession for Team Red. Uwandizi drops it there for Richard. Richard and Uwandizi. Now it's on Del Grande's stick. Del Grande, he had his stick tied up by Hugh LeDuc and a big play there by LeDuc to dispossess the puck away from Team Red as they were gaining some momentum. Shot from the outside gets knocked down. Alex Angus McKechn runs his man over and that's going to be a penalty against the youngster from the East Coast. So let's see if Team Red can capitalize here as Team Yellow or Team Gold touch it and with 2.44 remaining in the third, it'll be an interference penalty against Alex Angus McKechn.
2: Here's a big difference between the defensive play of Team Red and Team Gold. We've talked about Gold. They collapse five players around the net, hard to find an open lane and open space. Team Red, when they're on defense, tend to have one defenseman in front of the net. Everybody else is chasing the puck. So Team Yellow, even though they're playing only three or four players in the offensive zone suddenly go from a shorthanded situation to a three-person power play almost because they're sending two or three players to the net versus one defensive player. And Team Red, I think,
1: suffering because of that. Well, Team Red will have around three minutes remaining here to try... Extend this game as they trail right now four to two. Their goaltender, youngster Aaron Prevost, the Calgary Seeing Ice Dogs goaltender. It's been a challenging first game here for him as, well, Mike, as you've mentioned, Team Red maybe not quite giving their goaltender the same defensive support that we've seen from Team Gold as at times they've just been so sound defensively. They've made this a fairly easy game for Mario Ross. And uh, I'll be curious to talk to Ross after this game. This is always a special tournament for him for a number of reasons. But maybe the biggest one is he was a massive Johnny Bauer fan. So to play here on the same ice as one of his heroes, I know it's a special moment for him. And, of course, with the passing of JB earlier this year, i got to think this is an emotional game right now for Mario. As Jason Yuha digs that puck away. Nice work there as he takes it away from Martin Paul. Centered in front and it just goes wide. Oh, Sean slipped Can't believe he missed that chance. As they whistle it down with 2.05 remaining in the period. Well, it's a two-goal I'm not sure lead what here that for call team is yeah, I'm, uh,
2: The referee holding both hands up to his visor. So I'm not sure...
1: We're gonna have to find out what that uh, what that call is for. Off the faceoff, Team Red can't gain possession cleanly as Yuha comes up with it for Team Gold. Yuha still has the puck on his stick. Team Red seem content to just let him play around with it with a minute 30 remaining here in the third period. Team Red on the power play but they don't have any possession as Dufour. Shields it, sends it back. Alex Angus McEachan lets the shot fly, that's blocked. As they continue with possession here, shorthanded. Yuha back to McEachan. His shot again goes wide to the near side with a minute 10 remaining in the third. Martin Paul got in the way of the first Alex Angus McEachan shot. He looked a little bit bruised after that block, headed to the bench and now it's Simone Richard coming up with it for Team Red. Richard can't clear the zone. Uundizi can't corral the loose puck. 45 seconds remaining here in the third period as Team Red trail four to two. Rick Oriold overskates it, but he gets it back now for Team Red. 35 seconds remaining in regulation. Oriold shields it, leaves, loses it there to do four as he sends it down the length of the ice. Penalty now over, so. We're back to five-a-side hockey here for the final 20 seconds of regulation. Team Gold have it behind the net into the far corner where they just hold possession. Out to the line. Nice job by Gobe to hold it in. There's a shot turned away. Good save by Prevo. Three seconds left here in regulation. That'll do it. Team Gold open up the tournament with a 4-2 win scoring three unanswered goals to secure the victory here against Team Red. Well, this one never really in doubt. Team Gold
2: gets out to the early lead and uh, Team Red never really able to rebound from that. But strong defensive zone presence for Team Gold is what led it. They were able to keep the, the puck away from their goalie for the most part and they were able to transition with more speed and better puck control. Clearly, Jason Yuha, one of the leaders in this tournament, skates well, good hands, moves the puck out quickly, and uh, just a great job on most of those two-on-ones. Almost every two-on-one situation that Team Gold found themselves on, they either scored or they ended up getting a really good scoring opportunity. And uh, they capitalize enough to win it four to two.
1: Well, a great game here, and we still have one more on top before day one action wraps up at 5:45 p.m. We've got the low vision and development division game. As we'll get you set for that one, final score in this game between Team Gold and Team Red. Team Gold pull out a 4-2 victory. Well, Mike and I are going to step away for a quick break. We're going to throw it over to David Bassel as he takes you through the break here, and we get you set for the Low Vision and Development Division game.